You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Family Secrets is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, Family Secrets family. It's Danny, back with a bonus episode. I hope you're enjoying this special content we're creating as we continue to be hard at work getting ready for season four. It's been so great to be back in the studio, well, my basement, talking to my amazing season four guests. When it comes to family secrets, there is simply no shortage of remarkable stories and courageous, inspiring people who share them. Our bonus episode today is a conversation I recently had with the hosts of the popular Forever 35 podcast, Kate Spencer and Dory Sheffrier. Forever 35 is a show focuses on all kinds of self-care, and Kate and Dory are honest, funny, and very real. I thought we'd be talking about self-care in the context of family secrets, but given the backdrop of the extraordinary times we're all living through, we ended up focusing much more on self-care during this time of anxiety and social isolation, which, come to think of it, pertains to family secrets as well. Family secrets cause anxiety and social isolation, too. So there you have it. I hope you enjoy and find this bonus episode helpful. So, Dory and Kate, I'm so happy to be talking to you both. And I'm wondering what your lives have been like since we last spoke, because when we last spoke was at the very start of the pandemic hitting the U.S., we were originally supposed to get together outside by a pool in a hotel in L.A. to record an episode of Forever 35. And that feels like it's a lifetime ago to me. Just the ability to do that feels almost foreign at this point, doesn't it? It's amazing how fast that happens. Yeah, I, I and I think the we were supposed to all meet up kind of the week things were really transitioning very rapidly in terms of um, moving to social distancing and COVID cases increasing in, in the United States, and so it all kind of it all kind of happened very suddenly and still felt kind of new. And and now I think we've both definitely settled into um, I think what a listener of our show Forever Thirty Five referred to as the next normal. Mm. as opposed to the new normal. I like that because the new normal sort of trivializes it in a way, right? 
Yeah, it, it makes it harder to kind of, um, I think the idea of a new normal is a little bit daunting, but the next normal feels like something we can kind of step into. Mm-hmm. So what are your, what are your days like now? Are you, I, you know, I think, I mean, I'm on the East Coast and I think it's amazing the way different parts of the country are in different stages of either social distance or a gathering right now. Um, I saw that hair salons just opened in LA, which probably got some people very excited. And here, that kind of thing has not been declared essential yet. Yeah, the LA reopening yeah. has been very abrupt. We For weeks, we were told we needed to shelter in place and that you know cases and deaths were still going up. And then Suddenly yesterday, we're recording this right after the Memorial Day weekend. Suddenly yesterday, our mayor announced that retail stores were going to be reopening. The governor allowed other you know, hair salons. I, I don't know if hair salons are open in L.A. or if it's California. There's there's a few differences between what, what is allowed in California versus what is allowed in L.A. But in any case, it just for me, it just seemed like, whoa, 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 like, <laughs> What 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 are we what are we doing here? Um, I don't really have plans to like go hang out at the mall. I'm not really leaving my house very much. I go on some neighborhood walks. I'm masked, and that's you know the occasional grocery store trip, and that's kind of it. Um, Kate and I had been recording a daily podcast called Here for You that we started. We must have started it right after we spoke to you. I think. Um, and as of this Friday, it will be done. We will have done 50 episodes. And that has been consuming a big part of my day for the last 10 weeks in a really good way. I think I really needed that structure and distraction <laughs> um, to help structure my days because otherwise it's just so hard. That's so interesting because I don't know if... You both know I did the same thing. I I also yeah. hadn't done that when we last spoke. And I created a daily podcast called The Way We Live Now. And it's still ongoing. But it's interesting that we all felt a a need to create. It, not like we didn't have enough to do already, right? Um, right. But somehow a need to create something of this time. And also to create structure or more structure in days that suddenly were kind of unrecognizable because of what was being asked of all of us in terms of sheltering in place. Completely. It has really helped having some sort of regular work practice every day, almost as if we were going into an office or something like that. Like we just had to show up to do it and think that that showing up, that regular routine, similar to the way that my children had, you know, kind of Zoom classes three days a week with their teachers, or there was just something about that consistency that felt very grounding and needed. So your your amazing listenership relies on both of you for conversation and ideas about self-care. And I feel like self-care at least for me, has shifted or is shifting in terms of how I think of it or what it means. Um, sometimes it feels like it's expanding. Sometimes it feels like it's contracting. But what are what are you noticing in a sort of general way? What does self-care look like during this time? I mean, I think it's really different for different people. One thing that I think the pandemic has really highlighted is the the divisions um, among people in this country, whether it's race, class, um, you know, people who are employed, people who are not employed, people who have children, people who don't have children, um, people who live alone, people who live with a significant other. Like there's just so many permutations of how people are experiencing this pandemic. And so I think self-care looks different for different people. Um, that said, I think that one commonality that at least we have kind of been encouraging our listeners is to try to 
take some time to reflect. Um, we've been encouraging people to keep journals. Kate started a one line a day journal, which is something I've been doing for a few months and, and a listener, uh, sorry, and a guest of ours um, has been doing for 11 years. But just something to have a chronicle of this time. And, you know, you were kind of alluding to that with talking about your daily podcast. And I think with our podcast as well, this desire to have a record of this time, I think, is something that falls under the rubric of self-care for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the slowing down that is an inevitable result of this time, like whether in some cases I think that's welcome and in some cases it's really very hard, very, very hard uh, for some of us who have been kind of going full tilt in a you know very structured, very peopled, very busy life to face ourselves in some way. And um and you know, and what does that mean? I love the I love the idea of a one-line journal because it, you know, sometimes when I'm teaching writing, I'll often try to give my students a prompt that, you know, where the bar is really low, where it, it's it's doable. Exactly. Right. It's not exactly it's not a mountain to climb. You can write one line. I mean, I have something that I give my students where I have them divide a page into quadrants and I have them write uh, a number of things that they did, that they saw, that they heard, and then a doodle of one of those things every day, you know, just, and it's like its own kind of diary. Oh, I heard a, a dog barking and then drawing a picture of the dog and, um, or I saw, I saw a fire truck go by and somehow it, it's again, like one of those, the bar is low you know, you can you can do this thing. You can make a bad doodle. You can write a list of what you remember. But the idea of a record feels really important because the sands are shifting so rapidly. I think we're, a few months from now, we're not going to remember how we felt right now in a way that it's almost difficult yeah. for, for us talking right now to remember how we felt a couple of months ago when this was yeah. first happening. It just, it reminds me also of the experience of, of grief and how in the moment the the rawness is so intense and then it can be hard to recount how it felt as time moves forward, right? Like that, it, it evolves. And I think our, our feelings during this experience are evolving so quickly. Yeah. And they are to some degree kind of blurry and unknowable to us if we just try to remember them without recording them, because our days have a sameness. You know, that, you know, what day is today? You know, is it Wednesday? Is it Monday? Is it Friday? Is it a weekend? What time is it? There, I mean, the things that create structure in our lives, tent poles in our lives, plans, all of that has been put on pause. And so I think it's very hard to like have that feeling of knowing really what these feelings are even. A hundred percent, yes. We'll be back in a moment with more Family Secrets. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you finding that more people are reaching out to therapists or, I mean, is there a sense of asking for help more that you hear about? I think there is a desire to talk to therapists, but I think it is sort of daunting for a lot of people who have maybe who have never done therapy before to start remotely, I think is tough, Um, but people are doing it. I mean, there's there's some services that advertise on our podcast, Talkspace and BetterHelp, both of which offer um, online counseling. And I think people are using things like that. Yeah, it's it's interesting that, you know, we're, we're in a time where that's kind of the only mode with which people can communicate and that it's also, um, that it's available. Uh, you know, that, that that this was something that was already happening. I mean, I, my therapist doesn't live near me. Um, and so I, most of the time when I speak to her, speak on FaceTime. And, and at a certain point, and if you had told me a few years ago, oh, that's an effective way of speaking to a therapist, I would have thought that it couldn't possibly be, that you needed to be in the room, that, you, you know, you needed the body language and the human contact. And, um, it's in fact, it is possible. It's possible to to connect in that way and to and to have a real sense of intimacy and um, of of being helped. And and I mean, I've been so struck by how many modalities and how many different kinds of help are available to people right now without leaving our homes, just you know, through our computers, through our phones. Yeah. Yeah, and thank goodness. I mean, I, you know. 
I'm sure we would there would be other ways that that would be happening in a different time, but we're so lucky that we can connect this way um, during a global pandemic. You know, I mean, I just it's it's unimaginable to me if I if I was not able to sit and FaceTime my family members across the country to check in or FaceTime with my therapist or or Dory even. You know, I mean, it really is. I'm so grateful that we have that accessible, or many of us have it accessible. Not everybody does, but right. No, it's, I mean, I, every, every yoga teacher I know, it seems is having Zoom classes, you know, live stream classes, and they're doing it very often on a totally donation, um, you know, basis, um, not charging or, or pay what you can or don't pay if you can't. Um, and there's this sort of flood of generosity and compassion. That's one of the silver linings of this time. I mean, I don't mean remotely to sound like Pollyanna because there are so many people suffering and it is such a hard time for really everybody. It's hard. But within it being hard, it feels like there are a lot of offerings and, you know, that people who might be isolated in where they live and might never have sought out a therapist or might not have been able to take a yoga class with someone in... um you know, New York City or Chicago or New Orleans. And all these studios have online classes. It's like this cornucopia of if you just open your computer, you can you can have the feeling of being with other people and also of instruction and of... I mean, another thing is bookstores because, you know, writers have... You know, they still had books coming out and they still had to find some way of having people know about them. So bookstores are having all of... What used to be literary readings, they're doing virtually, and they've discovered that hundreds of people show up. Hundreds of people wouldn't have shown up if they had to, you know, trudge out to the bookstore or the bookstore wasn't in their city or their town. But they're showing up because they can, because it's available, because it's free, and it's a way of gathering. I mean, we are such connecting creatures, and we just long to connect. Yeah, you know, a really wonderful example of that is taking place in some of our Facebook groups. And there is a dating subgroup, Forever 35 Dating, and they get together virtually on an app called Netflix Party, and they watch movies once or twice a week together. Wow. I love that. Because I've wondered, I've wondered what it's like for people, you know, my my son is he turned 21 in captivity a few weeks ago. You know, he's home with us. And I've thought a lot about people who are dating or had just started dating someone or are single. And in this time where we can't touch each other, I wonder what that's going to be like in this period of time, however long this period of time goes on. So so this on on in your Facebook group, this... Um, this dating subgroup, it's people who are like identifying themselves as single and dating or? Yeah, I think it's, it's mostly, it's mostly people who identify as single and dating. I think there are some people in the group who between the time that they joined the group and now have, you know, been, have become uh, partnered. But I think many people in the group are single and live alone. And so this has been a really nice way for them to have some connection during this time. Yeah. I mean, I think whenever we're having a solitary experience, it's human nature to feel like we're the only ones having that solitary experience. So it's like, you know, it's like seeing lights on in other people's houses, like knowing, oh, I'm not, I'm not the only one, you know, who's single and who's living alone and who's going through this. There are so many other people. Yes. So one of the things that I love about your podcast and your dynamic, the two of you, is the way that you make things like just really real. There's just a lot of very straight talk about sometimes pretty intimate physical things and, you know, sort of bodily maintenance things. And it's really refreshing because it's true and it's real. And you know, I've been thinking a lot during this time about the way that, you know, we're we're all growing a little feral. You know, like we're all like our hair is getting wild 
And, you know, some of us are seeing our real hair color for the first time in (laughs) decades. And, you know, our hands are chapped and the things that some of us, you know, I feel like saying asking for a friend, some of us who rely on certain, the kind of self-care that involves facials and highlights and massages and, you know, manicures and pedicures, that's just like in a time capsule now, you know, just like from another time where people did such things. And I am surprised myself by how, at least at the moment, how liberating I'm finding that. Like, I don't feel remotely like I can't wait to be doing that again. I actually feel like, wow, this is really cool that my hair is like halfway down my back. And and I kind of like that it looks the way that it does. And um, oh, there are my toes. I haven't seen my own toes in a while. And just, are you, are you, are you hearing that from people? And and how do you feel about that? Oh yeah, I think I think we're all getting more, perhaps reconnected or re-familiarized with parts of our physical selves and, and emotional selves as well. But yes, I mean, I like very plainly, I took off a, a pedicure and I had realized I had not seen my like plain toenails in like a year and it was just was like what have I been what have I been doing you know you 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 get into these kind of routines and habits that you you enjoy but um are may or may not be necessary you know so it's it's been a it's been a real privilege to get to kind of like re-examine these things my hair is very long because I've been putting off getting a haircut since my last one in September and um it's kind of, it's hilarious to me. I look, you know, my hair is this, it's my hairstyle from when I was in college 20 years ago. Um, and I, I like reconnecting with that. I never thought my hair would get this long. Unless I cut it myself, it's just going to keep going. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it strikes me, it's sort of like a metaphor for what's going on internally. Like, it's hard to talk about some of these things because they feel like, you know, sort of privileged problems. Like I see my toes for the first, you know, I, I hadn't taken, I had a same exact thing that you said. I hadn't taken off my own toenail polish in, I don't even know. I don't even know how long, embarrassingly long time. Um, and we get into these habits and the habits can become ruts or they can become things that we think we need to help us feel put together. I think that's, that's what I would say. And you know, like right, right when the when when the pandemic really hit, I was still on book tour, and I I have, I have clothes that I bought for all of these public appearances that I was going to do. And when I open my closet uh, these days, those clothes like are hanging there on hangers, like mocking me, like oh, you thought this was important, or this was going to make you feel empowered to get up in front of a crowd of people. And you know, they, they those sounds those sound like sort of small things, but I think that they stand in for some of the bigger things that have to do with where is our confidence really coming from and where does our self-knowledge come from and what actually makes us feel good about ourselves? Because isn't that ultimately really what self-care is all about? How, how do we feel good about ourselves and each other and the world around us? I mean... Yes. <laughs> this is like it, it, it starts it starts to lead you to some very kind of deep thinking, right? Like just a just a manicure uh, you take for granted all of a sudden feels like insight into, into who you really are. But you know, I also think one thing that has been interesting for me is it is it's been, you know, kind of removing yourself from this kind of societal beauty industrial complex you know, by being at home and not feeling these external pressures. But then also there have been days where I've put on a full face of makeup. And I don't, I don't normally wear makeup in my, my regular, you know, pre-coronavirus life. Um, but something about doing it also feels really comforting and soothing and like I'm just doing it for myself. And so it's been interesting to just take a step back and notice what brings us pleasure, why, when, what are the pressures that come along with it and, and how is it playing out right now? Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I I mean, that's, I think that's really 
that's really true that um and I and I relate to it um and I've also done that like I I find for myself that I can't like wear pajamas on the bottom and like be on a zoom call on the top like I, it makes me feel too like <laughs> somehow unprepared even though nobody will see um you know me from the waist down or um yeah putting on makeup not for the world not for a public face not for anybody else but for for myself because it makes me feel put together. Um, and that's, that's interesting. Like, look, I'm, I'm a meaning maker. That's what I do. Like I'm like, I can make meaning out of, you know, like I can go from manicure to existential crisis in, in one sentence. <laughs> that's my, that's my way. But I, I do think that all of these, it's just an opportunity to come out of this into that next normal um, knowing ourselves better and being able to hold on to some of that. I mean, the the thing that I fear is forgetting because it feels like there are some really, really big, important, powerful lessons to be learned during this time that we are all, you know, we are all going through. And, you know, I, I think it's also, it can also be human nature to just kind of snap back to the way things were. And I feel like the way things were is also in that time capsule in a certain way. Like, what are we, who are we going to become from this? Well, and I think that's why keeping a record of this time is so important. So we have that to look back on and to know what our state of mind was and to know what our days were like. And so when we go into the next normal we don't just view this as like this weird aberration or blip that it is part of us. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that you're sharing with your listeners, kind of coping skills or things that are helpful, you know, along the lines of the one-line journal? I'm not sure in terms of specific activities or um, practices, if there's something, but one thing we actually just very recently talked about today is giving yourself some grace during this time. And I think that, first of all, easier said than done, right? Like, you know, a listener had written us and said, like, people keep telling me to be kind to myself. How do I even do that? All the things I would normally do, I can't do. And they were under, you know, a lot of stress and kids and work and changes at home. And um, I think the ability to just give yourself a pass Mm -hmm. right now and and then to also remember that that is a practice that you have access to anytime, whether we're in the middle of a global pandemic or not is is so important. Mm, I'm I'm so glad you said that. I mean, there's just like so much negative, you know, sort of internal chatter that we all share. Uh, Everyone does it. I think it was Annie Lamott said something once like, my head is a bad neighborhood that I don't want to spend too much time in. Like I know when I spend too much time up there that like I need to get out of that neighborhood. And there, you know, it's a, your 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 listener put it so perfectly. It's like okay, that's those are words. Be kind to yourself, but but how do you do that? And you know, sometimes I look at my dog, and I have a labradoodle, and he's just like you know one of the loves of my life, and he has a very 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 patient and sweet disposition. And he will just sit by the window and look out. And you know, I live in the country and he'll look out over the meadow and he's not waiting for anything. It's not like he's waiting for someone to come up the driveway or, you know, once in a while a deer will cross the meadow and he'll bark or, you know, some really exciting thing will happen like a fox will trot by, you know, or a squirrel or whatever. But really he's just being and he's enjoying, I guess, you know, I can't read his mind, but he seems pretty content looking out the window. And I think, you know, many of us are working. Um, many of us have young kids at home who are homeschooling or or, or supervising their schoolwork. We're with people 24-7 or we're not with people 24-7. But there's a way in which we do have more time. We just do. And I think that there can be something really powerful and helpful about just being or speaking to ourselves kindly the way that we would speak to someone that we felt kindly about. 
Like, why, why can't we feel kindly about ourselves the way that we would feel to a friend or, or a stranger? Well, and you mentioned all the wonderful surplus of offerings right now, which are great, but can also feel if you're not, you know, if you're not doing all the things, it can, it can feel like there's some sort of misopportunity. Yes. And that, that can be so painful and unhelpful and, and just feel so awful. So I, I think there is something so necessary too about being okay with not doing in whatever way that looks like for an individual. Absolutely, because another way that we are being connected to each other is often social media, and social media can often look like everybody's living their perfect pandemic life. You know, like everybody's oh, yeah. everybody's cooking sourdough, baking sourdough bread, and making elaborate meals, and using filters on their photographs. And I, I heard the phrase pretty early on productivity porn. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all vulnerable to it, to feeling like, you know, we're not mastering a new language or reading War and Peace or learning a new skill or even necessarily performing at wherever our level of performance was before. I mean, you know, sometimes it feels like getting up and Getting dressed and making breakfast and accomplishing a couple things is kind of it. And I feel like it's important for people to really, you know, and I mean, my, myself included, and you know, cut ourselves a break because this is hard. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that and to just want to emerge from this um again, into that next normal, whatever that looks like, with body and soul intact. And we don't do that by being hard on ourselves. It's beautifully put. That's exactly right. We'll be right back. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It occurs to me, too, that one of the things that you both are doing is you create community. You've been creating community um, through your work, through Forever 35, and through these Facebook groups. And that's community. The fact that you have people who met each other, who are partners now, and who are watching movies together and realizing that there are all these other people in the same boat. That's what's going to get us through, is that feeling that we're, you know, that that we're, we're keeping it real and, and that we are all in it together and that we're not alone. None, none of us has to feel alone. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that is true, but I also think that there are people who are really struggling right now um, who, who live alone and, you know, maybe they haven't seen or touched another person in three months and they're, there is a, a really engaged virtual community, but I think the the fact of not seeing people in real life is is very challenging. So I just don't want to like lose sight of that. No, I'm glad you said that. And even as I said, you know, no one has to, you know, be suffering alone. I I heard myself say it and thought, well, that's not, you know, there's such a range of there's such a range of suffering and a range of experience right now and. Um, and everyone is 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 contending with their own version of it, and 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 there's you can feel sometimes, you know. I mean, I I, I feel sometimes like the the very earth is kind of vibrating, you know, shuddering with a kind of collective pain. Never in our lifetimes, certainly, and maybe never in human history has there been a moment where everyone on the globe is actually contending with the same thing where there's there's nowhere there's no corner of the earth where anyone is um uh exempt from this and i think the thing with being in a place where we've created a community is that you know one thing because we get asked about that a lot and we actually just did a whole kind of um, zoom talk about this but we're we're part of the community and, and benefit from that um like reciprocal nature of it. And so I know like one thing that has really gotten us through this experience is the communication we've had from listeners, you know, like right, even just right now as we're recording, we get, we're getting emails or we get text messages sent to our, our voicemail account and, and that helps us keep going. And so I, I think like that has been, that probably sounds somewhat selfish, but getting to, Getting to exist in this kind of digital community space is really gratifying. And, and it's like, it's it's kind of a, a reward of podcasting that I didn't foresee when we started it, is that we would get to experience the feeling of being seen and um, belonging to a group. And, and that has been very comforting, especially now when things feel so isolating. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And that's, um, it is this, um, it doesn't sound selfish at all. To me, it sounds grateful, you know, for that sense of 
connection and and community and and having it reflected back like oh when you make a podcast or you write a book or you know you make anything you're you're making it and sending it out into the world really not knowing not having any idea um who's listening who it's reaching who's reading you if you're a writer like me and to hear that your words are landing that your conversations are landing and and that it's giving people something, um, gives so much back. I mean, that's that just that feeling and being a part of a community in that way. So yeah, I mean, I'm just really grateful for that myself and 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 grateful for the two of you and and for everything that you're doing. That's really nice. Very kind. So I think the last question that I would have for you is one that I've been asking my guests on uh, The Way We Live Now, which is, what's bringing you both hope now during this time? What do you hope will come out of this time, you know, with and and and, and what's, what either practices or just feelings or thoughts or something that you're reading or listening to that's making you feel a sense of solace or hope? And a lot of, joy and hope listening to my children communicate with their friends. Mm. It really, I mean, one, like we're very lucky that we have, uh, they have, we have iPads in our home, which means they have access to, you know, internet and they're hopping on and like, they now just kind of like set up a zoom with a friend and I'll just like my seven-year-old and her friend like play games together over FaceTime and she reads to her and they like, I just heard them both singing together one day and, and it just struck me at how they've really one been able to maintain their relationships and they're little people, you know, my kids are seven and nine. And then also just how they have adapted in such a really like beautiful way. It's like that kind of like, just when I hear them like chattering away to each other about whatever nonsense, it just gives me, it's just gives me like a sense of like, okay, you know, like even though I'm, panicked about everything that's going on right now. And I'm, and I can see the stress in my kids as well. Like they've been, they've been struggling, but those kind of moments gives me a lot of, like they give me a lot of, a lot of hope. Um, the other thing, the other thing I've been doing um, is taking photographs of nature. I'm going to live in like a very suburban neighborhood. It's not like I'm going through walks in the woods or anything, but just, just being able to, being able to really, appreciate things that are around me all the time. And I, I think I feel that way about my family too. You know, I'm so grateful for them. And it's just remind, it's, it's just, I think many people are experiencing this, a, a reminder of like what I truly value. And I know that if this is all resolved, I will go back to, you know, being very excited to get a facial again. But I, I like you were saying, Danny, like I hope that the things I do hold on to are, the time I've spent communicating with my family has all, you know, separated. The times I spend just kind of enjoying my children's chatter, the experience of the nature that is around me, like right out my door, all those things are things I take so easily for granted. So that makes me, that makes me hopeful that those, those kind of things will linger. You know, I am hopeful that people will look at how much the planet has healed during this time when people aren't driving and flying and going on cruise ships as much as they had been. And maybe we will all be able to help heal the planet going forward as well. I'm so glad you said that as well, because that's, yeah. I mean, we read pieces every day about how now certain um, mountain peaks are visible from other mountain peaks that had hadn't been in our lifetimes, and I spoke with the uh, the great environmental writer Terry Tempest Williams um, last week, and she was talking about she lives in in Utah, and she was talking about the the rivers that would typically be full of people rafting. Um, she and her husband went down there, and they were full of otters and sea life, and you know sea creatures who were prob- who were always there. But you know the the but the river had been taken over by by all the tourists and and day trippers and so it just feels 
yeah, there's just so much that of value that we can we can take from this time and um and and I've been hearing that so much from from people as well. You know, you both used the word adapt or adaptation. I feel like that comes up in every conversation I have. And also that sense of in the slowing down that connection with the natural world and with nature and with and with noticing, you know, noticing noticing the sounds of our children, um, noticing spring slowly emerging, or and noticing the way that nature is changing, the way the sky looks different. And yeah, well, I I hope that the next time we speak, it'll be in person. That would be nice. <laughs> yes, I would love that. I would too. Well, we will. I mean, that that will happen. We will we will sit poolside somewhere. Uh, mm, see, we'll be dipping our pedicured toes. That's we'll right. Get the pedicures back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, or not, doesn't matter. Or not, exactly, exactly. But maybe we will. I mean, I my my son who's twenty one and at home. Uh, I realize I never would have had this kind of time with him ever again yeah. in his life. Yeah. And while you have younger kids and they're under your roof, you wouldn't have had 24-7 with them. It just wouldn't have happened. Um, no, and, I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we we will look back at certain of the gifts of this time with nostalgia. Not nostalgia for the time, not nostalgia for the suffering, not nostalgia for all of the awfulness and the difficulty and the anxiety, but for the togetherness or the um, the noticing of blessings, the noticing of blessings, whatever they are in our lives. It's mm, beautiful. Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. Well, thank you so much, Dory and Kate, and I love following you and your tribe and seeing what you're up to, and um, and just look forward to ongoing conversation. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's a real, it's such a treat. Thank you, Danny. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.